Hello and welcome to Dungeoneer, a podcast dedicated to discussing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. Let's do it. So, uh, Josh, do you think we should change up our intro? To what? We've been doing it for so long. I don't know. We've been doing it for so long. Yeah, but I don't... If it works, it works. What do we need to change it to? I don't know. It's just, you know, maybe a fresh new switch. Like, hello and welcome to Dungeoneered. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything. Guess we're going to stay with the old one. I figured you had something there. I figured you were like, oh, well, I've been thinking about this one. But you're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to come no. in with with not even raw ingredients, just the bowls to cook things in and say, hey, hey, throw ingredients and make something out of this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I As I was saying the intro, I was like, you know, we've had this intro, the same intro for a year and you know maybe we should switch it up and then as i was thinking about it and i said it because you know okay i have sometimes a problem with saying things without thinking them through mm-hmm. you do very <laughs> much so and, yeah yep <laughs> and i said it and then i was like but i don't really have any ideas <laughs> so here i am here you the are the world's lamest dumb intro of all time <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> Uh, but anyways uh last week we didn't even get to my lukewarm topic we did open topic because we rambled on and on and on about pokemon and other random stuff and so this week i wanted to actually do the lukewarm open topic which actually was how would you put like pokemon in D D, and could you and how do you see that possible i would create a ranger subtype called master of beasts ah or, ah or yes pocket yes. monsters called pocket monsters Monster. that's what pokemon means it does um, well yes yeah so i would literally call it the the ranger pocket monster um and what it what they do is they can capture like i don't know if it'd be like the souls of animals or something Oh gosh, that got dark really fast. I guess Pokemon is a well, no, dark so what, concept. Oh, though, to be Pokemon is literally uh, the animal fighting rings. It's <laughs> terrible, but um, yeah, and you like capture them in a tiny little capsule and have. Them but yeah, fight so what other, I'm what I'm thinking other... is this is that it, it would be inspired by, but not Pokemon. So what it would be is is it would be like for the next fight, it's like a soul cage where you can use it a certain amount of. You can use the the um, the soul in a certain amount of ways. You could send it out to fight for you. You can do like that druid, uh, the spirit druid, who can like, oh, put the soul of a bear over there, and then it kind of grants people temporary hit points. Like they all have different <laughs> things they could do. And so the this class would kind of require the person to go hunting every so often, or maybe go hunting for specific uh, powerful monsters. You know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've ever um, thought of Pokemon as like an animal fighting ring. You and haven't? Honestly, no. That's well, all okay, it is. I, I guess sort of. I know, it's I guess just, sort of, but I guess... It's I, like what the illegal cockfighting and stuff that they do, or dogfighting, where you're like, <laughs> oh, that's horrible. No, it's pretty, it's pretty messed up. But I think if I were to add it into D and D, I'd probably make some sort of like horrible legal animal fighting ring. Because mm-hmm. that's like the most similar thing you could do, really. Because that's literally all Pokemon is—is is like animal fighting. 
Is it more messed up that, like, they always, like, in Pokemon, there was, like, oh, they love battling. And that that their children doing it? Pokemon human... I know. Is that just, like, humans just justifying it as they brutalize Pokemon and make... No, because the game literally makes it so that is the actual case that that the animals... That they love, that they like... Yeah. (laughs) So because they make the game, they're like, no, 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 they love killing each other. It's just, it's the most fun for them. You know, also, uh, some of the Pokemon, like Pokedex, Pokedex, man, I can't talk, Pokedex entries are, like, super crazy. Like, um, there's one... A um, balloon that flies children away? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, those ones. There's There's one that's a a, a, a forgotten stuffed animal that if you forget about it long enough, it kind of comes after you. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yep. Yeah, they're terrifying. And then there's some that are like, uh, I think Mancargo is one where it's like his, if you're even like close to him, you'll just immediately die because he's so hot. It's like, how the heck do they even, how does that even work in the Pokemon universe? You like throw out your Pokemon, you just immediately evaporate and disintegrate from its heat. There's the one, uh, Beware, They didn't. that think is like this, he's like the, he's literally the size of, and, and weight of the Undertaker from WWE. He's huge. And is that the one who like he loves to hug? <laughs> yeah, he loves to hug, but he doesn't know his own strength, <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't know how weak humans are, and so he could just kill a bunch of humans by hugging them to death. It's so. Do you you could probably make some pretty interesting D and D monsters though, based off of Pokemon Pokedex entries. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do some really crazy, crazy things with them. To be honest, you definitely could, which I think would be really fun, but. Honestly, if you were to like put Pokemon in a D&D world, it'd probably be an animal fighting ring as much as I hate to do it. Have you ever put an animal fighting ring in nope. D&D? It's kind of like a touchy subject, you know? Mhm. Definitely like, is. Like we're totally fine with doing like arenas like with slaves and people who kill each other. <laughs> See, that's you. But I, just... I haven't done that. Mine are all yeah, oh yeah, Mine are all, all like uh oh we caught like like they had um this arena they went to that was in a very dangerous land and so the, they literally because it was so dangerous the area they would just capture powerful monsters that were in the area and just be like this is what you're fighting against but isn't that in a way like equally if not as if not more messed up than animal fighting no i would say it's, it's animal ju- fighting it's- and humans fighting See, that's the problem. I, I don't know what... Okay. <laughs> D&D no, has no, monstrosities, totally. aberrations, um, fiends, all these different things. It's like, okay, in terms of, like, animals, which we just think of as what they have labeled as beasts, like, what... How do we differentiate one from the other, and how... What, like, is is any of it okay to attack or are they all just like wild animals that you shouldn't you like that killing them would be without a purpose is just as bad oh i know it's super super complex in particular and i i'm like a huge fan of arenas and stuff and slave arenas and things like that and those are horrible in (laughs) real life you did just say you're a huge fan of of slavery that was uh, okay uh, words that you just said yeah that (laughs) I'm a huge fan of slavery in D&D game, I guess, because it adds terribleness that you can try and stop and defeat. 
<laughs> See, I thought you'd want to explain time. that a little more. A little bit more. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, I don't know, like, slavery in a D&D universe is like, it's something that, like, everybody, like, can agree on is, like, totally evil and terrible. And so, like, every time there's slaves and slavery, people are like, we got to end that. Yeah. It gives a fun, like, like, this is clearly bad, we need to stop this type thing. Right, right, totally. And then, not to mention, I mean, it's also another difficult subject, I guess, like, how, like, are you, like, if you're, do if you want your game to be realistic, would you add those things in your game? Because it could be kind of like a touchy and difficult subject for a plethora of correct and rightful reasons, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? See, that's. I think it depends know, on what you're, what you come to D and D for, what you and your party come to D and D for. Totally. What I come to D and D for totally. is ex- it, well, there's many reasons, but uh, part of it is I like to explore um, ethical problems and ethical dilemmas and see how people react to those. Um, but I also like to learn more about groups that i normally wouldn't have any like way of of connecting with in that way so yep seeing how that develops and like looking at histories and how that actually like how did how did slavery come to be in these different places and like watching that whole progression and how there's like a a sort of apathy that just grows over a group as they like go into what we consider now from this hindsight is super evil, but it kind of just happened to these people to all of a sudden, this was like a major part of their economy and their, their nation. No, totally. And, um, I know it's like saying I've had players in the past who didn't want to play campaigns with that kind of stuff in it. Cause like they came to D and D just to like go into dungeons and kill monsters and like yeah. not have to deal with the social problems of, you know, a real life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, and, and, you know, you have to respect that too. That's a very valid. Oh, it is a very valid. Yes. Also like some people just want to go and kill monsters and get loot and, you know, play like a classic, you know, dungeon crawler RPG, you know? Yeah. That's some why, people want to go in, you know, do politics and you know have you know have a real like extreme real world impact and be heroes you know yeah that's why it's important to like talk with your players and also find a group that wants to do the same things you want to do yeah no totally because it's definitely been i mean i'm sure it's been problems in many groups and it's hasn't been a problem in my groups so to speak but it's Mm -hmm. come up before and uh because I like to run very heavy political and, you know, like, I wouldn't say realistic, but um, real life problems that arise that I think are fun to play in. And, you know, a lot of people don't. And that's totally, totally OK. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that was it for the lukewarm open. Kind of went in a direction I was not expecting. But yeah, me too. <laughs> so. Well, so this week I wasn't sure what to do for the topic. So I literally asked a friend to pick a letter, just a, any letter, and use that as a starting point for my research. My friend decided P. to use this to make a terrible joke. He asked why, but he meant it as the letter Y. Oh my, no. <laughs> Is yeah. this, do I know this person? 
No. Okay. I was going to say. I have so, a feeling I know this person, but if I don't know this person, then never mind. You don't. So I searched why on the Forgotten Realms wiki, and when it came, when I did, the very first article was literally on a character named Y. Just the letter Y. What? <laughs> what? So I was like, okay, I, I have to know more. This Y didn't have an extensive history written about him. He was a Darrow who lived in the Underdark. He was featured in the adventure Out of the Abyss, where the demons of the Abyss pour into the Underdark. But it is said that before this happened, Y and his group left on a pilgrimage before the demons came. They headed to a library hidden in the Underdark called Graven Hollow. And I was intrigued by this library. So that's what we'll be talking about this week. This library hidden in the Underdark. Yeah, it's a library hidden in the Underdark. And I was like, I got to know more. Like, this is, uh, I'm held. What's this? What is Graven Hollow? Now, this, this library is a weird place with lots of strange magic surrounding and inside of it. The building is almost sentient. It seems to obfuscate itself from people unworthy of its halls while drawing in those who need it. It even seems to remember those people that, and those uh, who are yet to arrive. Time flowed weirdly here, and because of this, apparitions could be seen browsing the library as echoes of the people that were here previously and those yet to come here. They were somehow here and not here at the same time. These, as I said, are called Echoes. And in the adventure, they tell the DM the people that can be encountered as Echoes in this library. And honestly, there are some pretty great and legendary individuals among them. It would definitely be a fun thing to explore. Like, you go to a library and you see all of these heroes of legend just, like, browsing the shelves as these kind of weird ghostly figures. Now, this library had benefits and negatives to being inside of it. This is partially thanks to what it was made of. The library was carved out of a titanic geode that was heavily infused with special radiation only found in the Underdark called Fersres. This radiation interfered with the casting of teleportation and divination magic. And this was the same for any magic used inside the library. But the library granted any who entered it to understand all language while inside. Oh, dang. That's crazy. So in a library, that's super nice and super helpful. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's super awesome. It was also bigger on the inside because at this point, why not? Now, the library... I mean, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you already have a super magical library that seems to draw people in and also... (laughs) has this special radiation why not just give it more magic why not just make it bigger you know that's (laughs) now easy enough this library has been said to be there for countless years as it has uh was supposedly made before the age of giants which was like one of the first ages Now, this library is protected and maintained by three stone giant keepers and a guardian. First, the guardian is called Veldiskar. And the story of Veldiskar is that an incredibly long time ago, 
a stone giant, visited the library and granted to the keepers this intelligent basilisk. He had trained this basilisk to help them. The keeper have used him for many things and trained him some more since he was first brought there. They even trained Veldiskar to cast greater restoration, and he can do this once per day, so that he can fix any guests he accidentally petrifies. <laughs> Oops, awkward. <laughs> it's it's so funny just having a basilisk like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Here, let me <laughs> let me help you. Let me let me help you, yes. <laughs> so dumb. It's so good. Second is the keeper of the past, Ulthar. Ulthar is the most patient and customer service focused keeper. Their duties are to sort, file, and catalog ancient texts. But when he has free time, Ulthar composes epic poems and restores the intricate wall carvings of the library. The third is the keeper of the present, Ermos. Ermos is considered the busiest keeper, as he doesn't just focus on the library, but the going-ons of the Underdark itself as well. He has a vast network of magically augmented beast messengers that he could send throughout the Underdark. Ermas appears as a patient and polite individual, but underneath all of it, he despises anything that distracts him from his work. The fourth and final is the Keeper of the Future, Ustava. She is a seer and spends most of her time meditating and gaining visions of the future that she transcribes. She especially keeps eyes on the futures of the giant societies down in the Underdark, now, this, these guardians and keepers are supported by Galabdurs. Galabdurs... Galab what? <laughs> they're, they're supported by Galeb. It's like Caleb, but with a G at the beginning. And Durs is okay. D-U-H-R-S. These are kind of like stone ele- elementals, but they are, they're magical stone creatures that resemble animated boulders. These creatures even have the magical ability to manipulate other stone around them. Now, these Galabdurs, I gotta, I gotta post a picture for you because they are the cutest. And at some early editions, the images of them are so derpy; it's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> okay. It literally looks like somebody so was just like. Are they just library servants? Is that what they are? Yeah, so they they help the um the keepers kind of do any of their tasks that they need to do. And the first edition, <laughs> <laughs> as you can see the image. They're hilarious. Yeah, that's the first edition version. They have the first edition literally just looks like a boulder with legs. And it's They look like um they look like if you were to take like a Easter Island head. And then just put legs on it. <laughs> but then not as intricately like. carved as the Easter Island heads. No. That's second yeah. edition. Okay, they've changed dramatically. I mean, they're just more like egg-like. I don't think they they're, changed that dramatically. More... Now, third edition, they trained dramatically now, as they looked almost just really like stone changed. giants. And you're like, okay. Yeah, they're way different. And then they kind of go back they to go a more... Like little. They go from, like, little thunder eggs to, like, literal stone giant. Oh, and now they're, um, now they look like, uh, there's a supervillain that looks like this guy. Are you talking about the thing? Because he's a superhero. No. no. 
No, 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 no. But yeah, Sandman. So, I don't know. Sandman is he bad? Sandman's literal sand. Okay, maybe it's not Sandman. Maybe <laughs> it is the thing, and that's a, that's a superhero. <laughs> yes. Um. He. They, they kind of look like a bunch of conglomerations of a bunch of different rocks and stone. That's what that's what the the fourth edition one looks like. Now the fifth edition one looks like one piece of stone, but it still has a very oh, hey, derpy things. a very derpy cute face. Yeah, I know these things. I've seen these in the in, books, in the book. I mean, I think they're only in Out of the Abyss, the the adventure. I've yeah, I've seen a picture of this somewhere. But yeah, they're very cute and derpy. They they are even. <laughs> They are slow-moving creatures with with, uh, and it also says they are, their mind is also slow. Their body and mind are slow, and they're like, they're just the, they're just cute little weird stone creatures, and they're fantastic little helpers, and I love it. Now, and they just like sort books by alphabetical order. Yes, you know, that's yeah. Oh well, they use the um, <laughs> oh, what's that system the libraries use? I can't remember what it's called. Oh yeah, I don't. It, it's yeah, I don't remember either. But that's all I have on Graven Hollow. Okay, another Wait, thing. Did, another did, thing. I keep tr- my brain keeps trying to call Graven Hollow Gloomhaven, and I don't know why. Like, have li- you played the game Gloomhaven? I have not. I know of it. I've seen it. But- it's fun. It's very fun. But Gloomhaven, I just constantly call, like, as I was just writing this, I would notice myself write Gloomhaven, and I'm like, that's not what it's called. What is it called again? Ugh. I, um, I, I keep thinking of, uh, Raven's, uh, crap, it's like a, it's like an arts and crafts thing. Raven's, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, well, now I can't think of it. (laughs) It's like an arts and crafts, uh, not store, but like online craft shop. Huh. Ravens, Raven something. Now I can't think of it. <laughs> they make cool little like books and things like that and journals and cool stuff like that that you can like order. Mm-hmm. Did you ever say what's in this library? Did I just miss that? No. Like, do we not know what's in the library? Um, it doesn't. I mean books. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So it's so part of the. I don't want to spoil too much of Out of the Abyss, though. So I was I was kind of. Ah. You you can learn a lot of things about a bunch of different demon lords, in this library. Got it. And so you go Got here it. to figure that out and be like, oh, this is where this person resides, and this is what they like, and this is what their weaknesses are, and so on and so on. And so you kind of go here and kind of try to learn about these things. Also, you get like a magic item um, that kind of can give you uh, greater insight. It gives you visions of the past, present, and future that kind of help kind of fill in more detail about the kind of demonic incursion that is happening in the Underdark. Oh, uh, okay, got it. I even got have it. the writing of like. So it's more of like a, it's like a uh, plan as you go type thing to like add things that the party needs to find in there type of deal. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I, it's now, so they they because D and D is such a wide open game, they kind of give you a bunch of different ways to solve problems. And so, if your party is one of those people who want to go to the library and learn as much as they can, 
this is kind of a place where they could do that. That could be the solution they want. They find. Yeah. 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 Now, do you like adding libraries in D and D? Do you have a library system in your world? Do you have anything? Well, so along mine's those lines a, an apocalypse. World? So I, I mean, kind of hard. They kinda found hard. they found a library at one point, an underground library, um, and they found some books. Um, they found one that had uh, epic level magic, which is magic over ninth level spells, which is pretty sweet. But the, yeah, the PC who had it though died. And then their body was grabbed by an enemy. So who knows what that enemy's doing at that book right now? Learning tenth level spells. Mm-hmm. 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 And, gonna and it's gonna be fun next time. It's gonna be a fun little yeah, thing. It's kind of a big rip. Well, do you so do you like adding libraries then in your world? Like, do you think that's something that's fun to do? I I I have libraries that exist, but. I have not, as of right now, put a lot of effort or time into them for one simple reason. My party, like, I, the there's, party like, one like or two members who likes who likes them. And if I, if I create one, they will go to it and try to learn things. But everybody else will get incredibly bored. <laughs> yeah. And they don't, they stop having fun. So I don't want, I don't ever want that yeah. to happen. So I kind of... At this point, I instead of putting a lot of time and effort into my into my libraries, I say, "Hey, I'll just send this stuff to you over Discord afterwards, and I have them roll for like finding stuff in there, and then I'll tell them what they find on uh, later on because it it just gets boring for the other players." But so this is what what I had on Gra- Graven Hollow. And I thought we could create our own powerful location or, or weird magical location in our world that could inspire the nation yeah. idea that we had last week, where the uh, yeah. the nations keep fighting over a piece of land until the people who live there decide that this is enough and they secede themselves with the help of another nation being having a treaty with them. And whatever important location we make could be so important that it makes this area desirable and fought over. Okay, did you have an idea of what you were thinking that was going to be? No, I, I kind of wanted to leave that ideas. up to, to you. Like, what is the area? Like, hmm. So it's, it's this one area that will secede and become its own nation eventually, but people keep fighting over it. So what is it? Could it just be... It could just be a library if that's what you want to do. I mean... I love libraries in D&D, so <laughs> I love making ancient libraries. They're very, very fun, um, especially with, like, weird NPCs in them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, libraries are so cliche, you know? Like, I've done so many libraries because it's one of my favorite things to do in d and I've done so many libraries. And then, like, I mean, I guess they'd be something worth fighting over, I guess, but it doesn't seem like it's that worth it. Yeah. Unless maybe it was like some sort of ancient arcane academy or something, but then at the same time, that's also pretty... It's like the same as a library, I guess. So if it's now, not a library, what what is it? Well, I think it'd be really fun. Well, there's a couple of things Could it be that a power source? first went to. One would be like some sort of... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What I think would be interesting would be like a, a an ancient like weapons cache, 
of some kind, but I'd have to really think about what that is. Okay. Whether that's like uh And this weapon like is spells, is a location, like spells, so it's unmoving. It's like um how do you how do you use this weapon from a single location? Oh, is it a way to well, quickly trans- that... transport your troops? Well, I don't yeah, I don't know. Um again, I think it, I want it to be kind of like a weapons cache or like like a cache of like shields or like like but if it's a weapons cache why isn't it already arcane abilities or is it could it be some sort of ritual thing like a um a way to kind of create super soldiers or something well i don't i don't know if i'd want to do super soldiers i said it could be really interesting if it was like a crystal that gave you like shields like an arcane shield or like a um hmm maybe even like a a way to like summon an army like a i don't know like something that could summon undead or something that could like summon conjured beasts from Feywild or anything like that that'd be an interesting one summon like spirits of the fey yeah or anything along those lines even like elementals like maybe it allows you to create elementals or golems like a like a anything like that could be a very very valuable okay so it allows you to create some sort of f- creature or fey thing. So you said it could create like fey beasts and things. What? Well, what would? What? What could this well, I don't do? Know. Like, okay. So, okay. I. This is gonna be loosely based off of a book that I read, um, very no long time ago. That's uh, well, not a very long time ago, I guess, but it's a, I don't know, like eighteen book series that's very very long and every book is like super long but they had like a cool he he had like a cool item like a a pedestal like that was built into the earth like underground and like whoever could control it could like harness extreme amounts of magic and then like create beasts with it like monsters or um you know spirits or anything like that and i think that could be really fun to play with and uh, the history that he had with it was super interesting because he had a whole entire backstory of how it used to be like a uh, ancient, an ancient like goblin tribes, like holy relic that they never used because they weren't like smart enough or they didn't really care to use it. They didn't really know what it was, but it was just like their holy relic. And then humans like took it from them and uh, essentially captured it. And then the goblins, uh, a like a a goblin somehow found some like a magic source and power that made him become like super powerful and then he retook it from the humans to use in like a giant war to a revenge war against them it's a super Mm -hmm. interesting concept and so i think it could be a really fun idea to have like something that could like summon conjured animals or spirits or make golems out of earth or anything like that and i think that could be really cool Mm -hmm. but i also like the idea of like crystals that like give like shields or like you know you can like summon vast amounts of weapons or stuff like that too i think could be really fun and i think that would be something that people would fight over but otherwise people tend to fight over resources which if there was some sort of like metal underground like a an ancient metal of some kind that could also be a cool thing but we want it to be a location Mm -hmm. so i think it would be interesting if we made it um like I like the weapon idea, but I like the the kind of um, not it's not like it's not directly a weapon like you were saying how it's like oh it can it can help the military in some way. Um, one of your ideas was what I was suggesting previously. Um, was 
Like maybe it's it's can teleport a large army somewhere, like using very little actual resources. Yep. Yeah, that was one of the uses in the book too that uh, I read that it was used for was like opening portals, and they'd like open portals in the middle of a castle, and like their whole army would just spill out into the middle of a castle. Yes. Or one of in the book also they used it. They opened two portals, one at the bottom of so they had a big castle in the middle of a lake. And they used one of the portals to open a portal at the bottom of the lake and then open the portal above the castle. And they just flooded the castle with the lake that it was on, which is super interesting, too. Very interesting idea. That is. So, like, stuff like that is really cool. I, I Yes, I like, yes. And I think I think having that as a historical story of, of an actual event that happened, they flooded a castle with it, would be really cool. Yeah, they, like, opened well. a portal at the bottom of the ocean and then, like, dumped water in your castle and completely destroyed it and flattened it yeah which would be really interesting yeah wouldn't wouldn't be a good day for you no oh so then the question is where like where is it what is it like is it underground is it in the sky is it hidden in clouds is it in a jungle and what is guarding it? What like well, so? I I, I thought my idea for ruin? where this thing is being fought over is one hundred percent. It is fought over on the new new land, new new world. Totally okay. Um, and I think it was from some sort of race that was here before, but they have not seen any signs of this actual group ever. Like they like. What do you mean? Like whatever it's like, like so it's like uh, many sci-fi um, things where it's like I don't know this group might have gone extinct before we got here, but they had these crazy powerful magics. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Now, what is your thought on like, like New World, obviously? But what is your thought on like, um, on it being like on a floating island or like somewhere in the sky? Um. I, I kind of like floating because I like to think that I like, well, no, I like to think that it was actually like a situation where they um, literally couldn't like for, they, they discover it, but they literally don't have any way of getting up there. Like, so the, there's historical stories of it being found and no one being able to do anything with it because they couldn't get up there. And so maybe it's only more of a recent discovery of what it actually is. So before it was just like, oh yeah, this land has this cool thing, but it got to the point where somebody figured out how to use it recently. And now it's become this war zone, a uh, call yeah, of duty war zone. Of, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some, Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that was kind of, that was kind of my thought too to be honest where like it's been known for a long time but it's like now up in the sky or like it's hard to get to mm-hmm. so how do you think it would get there if it was well i think it was it was part of its creation that it was set to fly in the air like this okay which i i like that as well um what are your okay what are your thoughts on like floating island chains in like fantasy settings do you like those do you what do you mean those do you what do you mean those? you said floating island chains i know what floating islands are i don't know what floating island chains are no just like a just like an island in like an island chain in real life where it's like a bunch of islands 
like a bunch of like an archipelago of islands, mm-hmm. like just a bunch of islands, but they're all floating in the sky, like on clouds and stuff. I mean, I'm so cool like, with them. And I think they're they're cool. Yeah, so like and they have literally Proctives move mountain, which is exactly what that's made to do in yeah, totally, D&D. Totally. So cuz I think it can add a really fun especially in a like a new world setting where like the old world nobody's ever seen stuff like this and then like in the new world there's like entire areas of like floating islands and island like in archipelagos that are kind of floating above the land mm-hmm. um or like there's a a portion of the new world that's like heavily like heavy and deep canyons and ravines that are like miles apart but in them there's also like floating island chains that kind of extend and move around um mm-hmm. that i think would be really fun think kind of like have you seen the movie avatar i mean obviously you probably have the blue one yeah the blue one the, the one with the boy with in... the boy with the blue arrow on his head the really good live action yeah. movie no no okay yeah yeah no okay <laughs> <laughs> the oscar should have no, been but... oscar nominated amazing movie yeah yeah, 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 no, okay, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, no, not that one, no, we're not even gonna go there. <laughs> I have not it's watched that one, good. I just know, I've just heard of how good it is. No, okay, okay, but the, 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 like, the Blue People movie, like, yes. you know, where they had the, yeah, like, the final battle in that one, where they're, like, flying around this, like, island chain, that, like, dampens, uh, radars, and radar, f- f- efficiency like i think it'd be really fun that these islands are floating and magical and they have it causes like problems with magic to go awry when you're up there because of like the magical fields that cause them to float like these magical clouds that cause them to float yeah and that's part of the natural defenses of this area like this um arcane item is Mm. that uh it's very hard to a it's very hard to find like maybe even tracking spells don't work so maybe if you were to find like locate object and stuff like it's fuzzy and you can't actually find it um and then the other thing would be like like teleportation magic's hard to use because of these like arcane clouds like because of how these islands are floating and that could be a really fun way to explain why people like can't really get up there very well Mm mm-hmm yeah, magic seems to go awry up there, so flying up there through magic is not... So maybe they had to develop some sort of non-magic flight to before they could get up there. Well, that was part of my thought. Like, it was like a steampunk... Like I mean, it doesn't even have to go that far. Like it could partially. literally be like a Wright Brothers, no. where they literally just... There's a nearby cliff, and they run it off there, and they know enough aerodynamics to get one to barely fly up there. To get to float there or like or maybe they've even like started like a air um, balloons yeah i mean air balloons would be awesome too or um i like air balloons a lot actually i think air balloons are really interesting zeppelins and things like that these like yeah these like big air balloons that float up and they're trying to get up to the sky islands Mm -hmm. which i think would be really fun i think it would too and then i even i even thought about what what if like a and this is somewhat stealing from avatar the cartoon <laughs> but it'd be interesting if like a group long ago had actually made their way up there somehow and they got like trapped up there but now they have are like defending it so like when you get up there there are like there's a third party involved that's like trying to defend this location like this area as their home or whatever yes i like that idea so like and maybe if like the party goes up there first 
they meet these like individuals who are they are just trying to f- for their home mm-hmm. in a place they've they've been to for for so long and it'd be an interesting dynamic of like well we kind of need this item to you know win our war but at the same time are we gonna like <laughs> fight over this or can we come to some sort of agreement yeah be interesting also i like that idea so the two places that are fighting over this do they both are they like both using air balloons are they like what's how are they getting up there are like they trying to fly on like griffins and pegasuses are they trying to like you know like what's the I think I think one is using technology, so air balloons and stuff like that. The other one, they're more in tune with nature, so they're the ones using griffins and flying creatures. Right. So it's kind of that dynamic of one is involved with nature, the other one's kind of all development. And then how do you see them fighting over this? Like, is it like... You have these big zeppelins that are flying in the sky, and then like griffins and pegasus and stuff like that are like flying around trying to fight and tear them down. Or mm-hmm. what? Yes, and I think that they are while Here's they're another interesting idea. Yeah, along the fighting lines. What if one group is like connecting like these heavy chains, and they're trying to like pull, like maybe they have like giant slaves or something, like or ogres, and they're trying to like pull it pull them down to the ground and explore them one at one at a time mm-hmm. and the other nation is trying to like prevent them from being pulled to the ground yeah or or they're both trying to pull them to the ground because they'll be easier to control and use at that point so they both teamed up with different types of giants to do this and the only group that is against them pulling them down are the group that lives up there lives up there yeah, and so they're trying to fight them. Yes, so they're well. fighting both sides. Like unhooking their chains that they've placed along the bottoms or the top. Like Yes. Trying, yeah, which I think is a very interesting idea of like trying to pull these sky islands down onto the ground so you can like investigate and plunder through them to try and loot and find this magical art artifact. Yes, it will. It is a very good, very interesting story. Now, I kind of want there to be like a, like I want there to be heavy differences between these two groups. So I want, I like the idea of one using like technology, so like air balloons and like zeppelins and things like that. They're trying to like float up and then like connect these heavy chains and then bring them down, um, like pull them down with ogres. Um, well, actually, I actually we could do full technology, and we could have these guys have like giant, um, like I don't know, wenches that you could like pull, like uh, like pulleys that they're like. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't like think hundreds we should have, of people. I don't think we should have full wenches, but I think we should have like pulleys, and so it makes it easier, but it's not, it's not perfect. Yeah, yeah, and so they have like hundreds of people trying to pull them through these pulley systems down. And then I like the other group having giants that are like, you know, they have like dragons and well, they have like um, Pegasus and Griffins and stuff. And then they've also like captured these dragons and ogres and stuff. And they're trying to like have them pull the islands down. Mm -hmm. So then the group on the groups on the islands, what are what do they are they like, what do they use to fight? Are they just like 
shooting arrows at people and they're flying around? Like, what's the deal? Um, I think okay. They now all... there's there's another thing that I think would be interesting too. Is what if this group is like immune to the magical dampening, and so they're like magical based. So they're like flying around on these like magical speeders, like a uh, like like magical like little like little tiny uh, like hovercraft that they fly around in because they've used like magic to enhance them and grow them and they're like using like magical you know spells and things like that mm. and they're trying to defend because they've like lived here for so long that like and maybe you could even make them as like a subclass of sorcerer where they're like completely immune to the dampening effects of magics mm-hmm. and they're like fighting for their magical artifact yeah I like that. Um, I don't know if I would have them on speeders. I think they would literally just be using like the fly spell and stuff. Fly spell, yeah, yeah. That was my that was my other thought. But I think it would could also be interesting to do like a magical, like a magical. They're using like some sort of magical, um, like stone to cause flight on objects and things like that. Yeah. And what I was specifically thinking of is like a giant, like um. Like, I don't, I wouldn't see them as, like, super technologically advanced, but, like, they've learned to, like, levitate. Well, I guess you could do this with normal magic, but you could, like, telekinesis, like, a giant plank with, like, railings around it and, like, lower it down into the clouds. And they would, like, drop out of the clouds out of nowhere on these, like, boards with, like, 100, like, 100 men on them. And they're just, like, shooting arrows and stuff. And then they get pulled back up and disappear into the clouds to, like, so I think you would, I think from a different angle. I, I would give that to the subclass. So the subclass, I would give the ability to cast spells that could be cast on a person to instead be cast on an object that you then control. So they could cast could fly, like- but they instead of casting it on themselves, they cast it on a board or whatever. Yeah. And, they and then like they can drop control down out of the sky and they would like shoot down these like zeppelins and air balloons or mm-hmm. they would like, you know drop nets on flying creatures and stuff to try and like prevent them from attaching chains down onto their islands. Yeah. Now here's another question. Have any islands been pulled down? I think smaller ones. Yes. Yeah. I think I agree. Cause I think it, I think it also gives them a, a, a more of a reason to like continue what they're doing. Cause maybe they found something interesting on these islands when they pulled the first couple down, like, an arcane armory, like stuff like that. Like maybe it's maybe it's even a combination of like an arcane armory, this like um, magical artifact that p- creates portals, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they've like found pieces of like this arcane armory that they're like, there's more up in these islands. We know it, and they are like constantly trying to pull them down now because they know that there's more in there. Yes, I do like that idea. So that there's. The armory is not the main thing. The main thing is this teleportation ability. But the armory does exist that kind of have a lot of like, it's like a whole, like an army's worth of plus one, plus two, plus three weapons. Yeah, well, just, yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. And um, it is now that they found a few of these are like, there's got to be more up there. And so they keep trying to like hook them down. Mm hmm. Now, what would be the main method of hooking these um, islands? Would they, like, jam, like, giant metal stakes that are, like, connected to chains and pull them down? Would they, like, grappling hook style where they'd, like, shoot ballistas up at them and, like, impact into them? Probably all the above. Yes, I think all of the above. And then this, like, tiny little 
group of people are trying to like fight them off and defend their island. Mm-hmm. Now on now, these, in, so they have well, what's, armories, and there's this floating crystal. What was this previous group? Who like who were they, and what were they doing with these islands? Hmm, I don't know. Were they? Is this where they lived? Yeah, I mean, there's a part of me that, like, yeah, this is where they lived. This is kind of, like, where they just grew up. So is there, like, um, a lot of architecture and cities of these people on these islands? I think, so, I think the reason why that these islands are known about is, like, their civilization used to be on the ground. And, like, maybe over the years, like, a something is like split open part of the new world and they've like f- essentially just branched off the new world up into the sky. But I don't know what that would be. And I don't know how I'd want to make that work, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. It could just be that they like lived on this Island for like maybe, and maybe they don't really know much about any of the below world. Cause they lived on the Island for forever and they never left. It mm-hmm. could be interesting too. Like, the first time they've met outsiders was that their islands were being pulled down to the ground. Like, maybe they watched one of their islands get just pulled down to the to the earth and invaded and destroyed. Yeah. And so the only thing they know about the below world is that they are trying to kill us <laughs> and take our islands. Well, so I liked your original idea about um, this group that's living there currently having gone up there and gotten stuck. So I think they still yeah, have I think a that's my favorite. I still think they still have an understanding of what is down there. But it probably has, like you said, gotten vilified and kind of has been like, oh, they're all terrible down there. We're the only good ones up here. Yeah, I, I definitely see that as a thing for sure. And I think it would be I think it would be interesting. How like how did they get up there and get stuck? Did they like? I think they tried. I think it was literally like a right. Crashed? Yes. Oh well. So I don't think it's an airship. I think it was like literally like early Wright brothers plane. Like they got the momentum, they got going, it got up there, and then realized, hey, how are we? It broke to get up there, and they're like, how are we getting down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. The thing about that, though, is if they did that, could they have just made another one and then f- glided down? Well, no, I think they did, but I think by the time they got down, there there was like I think I think it, the people who wanted to get up there were scientists and academics. Once they got up there, they saw all of these these cities and things of the of the previous like that that other whoever the 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 society that lived there first was and they just wanted to learn more and more and more about it so even though they did eventually build another plane most of them are like i'm good here like i'm learning so much is that how is that how this whole thing started like some left and were like part i mean i wouldn't i don't want to say evil but partially ill-intentioned and they left and were like they 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 shared the secrets of what was up top and now there's a whole now the two nations are trying to break break down these islands. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's really really fun. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think these groups want to do once they get the islands down and they get what's in them? Like, you just use their stuff for in full force invasion? Like, what's the idea? I think they're honestly 
enemies of each other and they're trying to um, they they're what they if they could have their way they would get up there find the stuff up there and then use it on their um on the other nation yeah do you think so then do you think they're fighting each other too trying to pull these islands down so like they raid like tr- chain stations and like are breaking the chains as well so 100 pull it to their side yes super complicated <laughs> Yes, I think it. Yeah, I think it gets pretty crazy. Um, the three groups fighting and all that. Yeah, no, totally. I think it's super fun. Do we want it to be a everybody's a little bit wrong and everybody's a little bit right, or do we want there to be like a more evil group than a correct group? Everybody's want, a little like, bit wrong. Everybody's a little bit right, and I kind of want the um, society that used to live up top. To be pacifists. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I like that a lot. So this, like, one, like this would be horrifying to them to think that their society created this war. Yeah, and that, um, and that their stuff is going to be used for a possible war. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, hey, maybe they used these... Okay, I have an idea. The little magical pedestals that we're talking about that makes like portals and stuff what if they just use those to get from island to island mm-hmm. so like they they didn't have too many means to get from island to island and they made these magical devices that could go through the magical fields and they just used them to get from island to island so like they had like big stations of like where these teleporters would like they would make these portals and they would just like island hop because mm-hmm. they couldn't really get across very well. I mean, obviously, I think ones that would be close would have, like, cool bridges that would, like, span them. But then, like, the ones that were far away on the outskirts, they'd, like, just use this to, like, teleport to them and teleport back with supplies and trading goods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's how they originally used them is, uh, like, a, a way of peace and a way of communication and trade. And now they're extra horrified. They'd be extra horrified because these groups are trying to use them to teleport armies to invade and destroy. Well, I think that's a, a pretty interesting thing that we've created here. Yep, totally. And I think that will be it for episode 62 of Dungeoneered. Episode 62, dang. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you uh, listen to us on any podcasting app, that has ratings and reviews. We'd love for you to write a review. Let us know what you think about the show. Um, if you want to hit us up, let us know, like, oh, we inspired you to create this, or, or hey, you should talk about this topic, or such and such. Uh, we'd love to hear from you at dungeoneered at hotmail.com. Um, anything to add, Aaron? As usual, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> One of these days you'll have something, so I'll just One keep of these asking. Days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a special surprise that we've been talking about for years and years and years. Years and years and years. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I always say, always remember to be the sharpest barrel in the bunch. See you next time. Bye.